Welcome to the One Life Podcast, where we provide you with actionable and specific tips and strategies that will enable you to take full advantage of the one life that you have to live. So if you're a motivated and ambitious person who has made the decision to begin living your dream, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Devin Rodriguez, and let's jump right in. Hey family, we are back and you're probably wondering first things first, why are we posting this podcast? Why are we releasing this on a Thursday? Well, our new scheduling is Tuesdays and Thursdays. Oh, you're going to get us just one day break in between. No more two days break. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're going to be coming to you live. So with that being said, I have a special episode for you today because it's actually kind of, sort of, not really, but similar (laughs) to the last episode in which we talked all about authenticity. And I shared with you the three stories that we're telling ourselves about who we are and who we're telling the outside world about who we are. And today I wanted to make a continuation of that episode because I had a couple of things that I wanted to touch upon, one of them being a three-phase, or maybe you want to consider it a three-step, maybe some type of method, I don't really like that choice of words, but a three-step approach, there we go, that you could take to begin living more authentically. And when I say that, what I mean is you can begin to live more truly to who you believe you are and to who you believe you want to become. Because as we said last time, we cannot continue to live one way and want different results. We have to understand we'll never get those different results if we don't start acting as the person who gets those results right now. Remember, a state of congruence. But I want to give my friend Michelle a special shout out because she made me want to share something with you all today. So stay tuned for that. She sent me a message and said, Devin, hey, I disagree kind of a little bit with you. And that is what I love. And I would love for all of you to do too is spark conversation with me because I'm not always right. I have different perspective. And the more that her and I talked about it, we actually came to the consensus that we were saying the same thing, maybe just a little differently. So I'm going to share a little bit about that and what Michelle had to say because it was powerful. And I thank you, Michelle. But before we do that, I want to enter a new segment that we're going to be doing, which is saying thank you. Thank you in terms of I want to read out a rating that we've received because we are almost at 100 ratings and over, I believe, 60 reviews at this point. So I would like to read one off and say thank you to Miss Candice. You know who you are, Candice. Candice says, Devin, thank you for the One Life podcast. I have been listening to your show for quite some time. Your transparency, motivation, and influence and witty humor is unlike any podcast I've ever heard. I am pretty corny, I must admit, folks. Anyways, I'm literally taking notes on episodes. Who does that on a podcast? A person who realizes that they have one life to live and that they have to take action now. Thank you again. It's five stars for me, and I would give more, but it stops at five. Candice, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. And with that being said, once again, I want to say thank you, not only to Candice, but everybody that's been supporting the show. Why? Well, we're almost at 100 ratings. A month ago, we were probably at 40. So I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. And without further ado, let's jump right into today's show. 
So there I was just minding my own business. And I told my friend, I said, Michelle, can you listen to my podcast episode and give me some feedback? And Michelle said, of course. And Michelle's the type of woman that she says she does what she says. So she got back to me and said, Devin, I liked it. But you ever been hit with one of those butts? It kind of like a, what, what do you mean? I wish you didn't say the butt. No, but I, I knew that she was going to have something good. And this is what she said. My friend Michelle said this, Devin, I feel like what you were saying last episode or on this episode, I should say, what if I don't feel comfortable or how, what if I haven't overcome the hurt and the trial and the tribulation of what I went through? Are you telling me that I should share that with the world? What if I'm not ready? And that made me think, wow, 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 what a good point, which honestly, honestly, I should have brought up. And it made me begin to reflect on someone else's podcast that I listened to, Amy Porterfield. And she said this, and this is the first takeaway that I want you to leave with you all tonight. I replied back to Michelle and I said, Michelle, you are absolutely right. You only share your scars, not your scabs. You only share your scars, not your scabs, meaning a scar is something that has had time to heal. The skin thickens, maybe it's a little rough and you've overcome it and now it's all healed and looks pretty good maybe or maybe it doesn't, but a scab is gooey and ooey and ew and it looks gross and sometimes when we're still going through things in our lives that haven't yet turned into scars if we try to share our scabs number 1 we can put other people in a position where they now get in an emotional state or they get triggered because of what you said and how you said it the second thing is when you're in the scabbing process you can't see the full lesson that you learned because it's not yet scarred, because it still hurts, it's still painting, it's still, you ever pick a scab? Uh Uh-huh, it hurts a little bit, don't it? So that's the first point I really wanted to leave you all today. Only share your scars, not your scabs, because if you do share the scabs, you could be doing actually more harm than you could actually be doing good, not because that's your intention, but just because you haven't gotten over what you're going through. So, Michelle, I want to say a loud and thunderous thank you for bringing to that, bringing that to my attention, and it's helped me tremendously. That oh, she sent it to me, and I said, mm, I need to mention this next next episode. So, transforming over to this other side that we're talking about today, three step approach that you could take. I firmly believe that will enable you to live life more authentically. And this is the first step, and I'm going to start by quoting the great Western philosopher, Dave Chappelle. (laughs) I know you laughed. Anyways, Dave Chappelle once said that the hardest thing in the world to do is to be yourself, especially when everyone is watching you. And isn't that the truth? So often, we, when we have eyes on us, we want to fit in. When we have eyes on us, we want to be appreciated. When we have eyes on us, we want to be a part of the crowd. When we have eyes on us, we kind of want to conform. And if you're listening to this and you're saying, Devin, that kind of is me. That is why I, I, I maybe depict this one life of who I am. Meanwhile, it's not really me, it's, but it's just because I really just want to be part of the crowd. And that was me for six years of my life. And here's why. 
And this is my message. The first step in this three-step approach is this. It's normal. If you don't believe me, go ahead and look at our ancestors. Look at the prime, the primal ages when the hunters and gatherers, how did they survive? They only survived when they were in community. So if a person wasn't accepted into a community, do you know what that would mean? It would literally mean that they would die. So this part of our brain that still exists, or I should say the part of the brain that existed back then, the limbic part of our brain, the ancient brain, that still stays with us today. So no longer do we have to get in a community necessarily to to survive because of tigers and all of these natural disasters that we have to protect ourselves from, but that part of community that is innate, that is inborn in us is still part of us. We still have the desire that when we're going to post something on Instagram, I really hope this gets the most likes. I really hope it gets the most comments. I think the same thing as well every single time, by the way. Why? Because I know, we sometimes know that I want this to be perceived as being like this so I can be part of this community. And anybody that tells you, no, I don't do that, you're lying. Because we all have moments like that. So, if you ever find yourself in a position where you're thinking, ah, I'm going to do that, but I don't really want to, but I'm going to do it every way because other people are doing it. Number one, it's normal. That's why peer pressure is such a big thing because as kids, we're searching for our community. And when someone provides us with what we believe to be our quote unquote community and all we got to do is drink or maybe all we got to do is take a drug. So often, so many of us say, yeah, okay, because we want to be accepted as part of a community. So that's the first thing is that it's normal to want to fit in. It's normal to want to conform. But here's the other thing I'll tell you. Step number two, I'm adding, actually, I'm adding a step to this approach. Number two, just because it's normal doesn't mean it's okay. I'm gonna say that again. Just because it's normal to want to fit in doesn't mean it's okay. Anyone who's ever achieved anything great in this world did not fit in. It was Robin Sharma, the author of so many great books, who once said, you can either fit in or you can change the world, but you can't do both. So it's really up to you to decide which one do you want to do? Do you want to fit in and be part of the crowd or do you want to go out and make a difference? If you ain't got haters, you ain't popping. Come on now, somebody. Hello. So it's normal, but that doesn't mean it has to be you. In fact, if you're listening to this podcast, The One Life Podcast, where our goal with this show is to enable you to take full advantage of the one life that you have to live, you have no desire to be normal. You have no desire to be ordinary. You have a desire to be extra ordinary, which means to stand out. Do you know what the the reward for conformity is? A woman by the name of Rita Mae Brown once said that the reward for conformity is that everybody will like you but yourself. 
Because when you're sacrificing who you are just so others can appreciate who you pretend to be, then there's always going to be this empty void of I know I'm doing something that isn't aligned with me, but I'm doing it just so that hopefully they accept me without understanding this fact, without understanding that if they accept us for who we pretend to be, they'll never accept us for who we actually are. So I challenge you, find out and discover who you are. Reflect on that question, who am I? Because only when you begin to do that will you quit trying to seek out other communities that aren't aligned with you. You have to become so confident in who you are and what you stand for and what your mission is that you say, I don't need to fit in. I'm okay being alone. So many people are afraid of being alone. So many people hate being alone. That is one thing that the pandemic taught us. But it was Wayne Dyer who once said that it is impossible to feel lonely. Watch this, folks. Oh, this is good. It is impossible to feel lonely if you enjoy the person that you're alone with. Are you comfortable with you? Are you comfortable with yourself? That's a question that you have to answer. And by the way, once again, are there still times in my life that I want to conform? Absolutely. May I sometimes? Yeah, may I? Yeah, I do. So that's the second thing. It's normal, but it doesn't mean it's okay for you because if you're listening to this, you have no desire to be ordinary. You do have a desire to be extraordinary. And here's the third thing. That God does not bless who you pretend to be. Did you catch that? God does not, pre, God does not bless who you pretend to be. So if we're constantly putting up fronts and we're constantly acting like someone we're not, we cannot expect to reach our goals. We cannot expect to make the impact. We cannot expect to make the income. Thank you very much. Why? Because God only blesses us when we're actually living in who we are. Where your heart is, there too lies your treasure. He didn't say where you believe or want your heart to be, there too lies your treasure. No, where your heart is, there also lies your treasure. God does not bless who you pretend to be. God doesn't bless me when I pretend to be someone I'm not. I'm going to tell you straight up, there was a few months back, probably about eight, nine months ago, when I thought I was Devin Jakes. You know T.D. Jakes, the, the famous pastor? Well, I'm a, I love speaking, and I consider myself a speaker. And I was listening to him, and I was saying, wow, what if I be like that? So I went on all these social medias, and I started talking, I believe, and uh, what if only, yeah. And I started acting like T.D. Jakes. I, uh, I thought my middle name was going to be T.D. I knew my last name was Jakes. It was Devin T.D. Jakes. And I really bought into this. I said, I'm going to be just like him. I'm going to be just like him. I'm going to be just like him. Until I found out that I didn't even like who I was becoming. And God was giving me taps on the shoulder saying, man, that's not you. Man, that's not you. Man, that's not you. And only when you listen to the whispers that is on, or the whispers that are on your shoulders, whether you want to believe it's God or not, 
Only then will you be able to step into who you were called to be. So that's just a really good thing to remember that God does not bless who you pretend to be. I got that from Pastor Mike Todd. He said that and I said, wow, that is powerful. And I never, ever, ever forgot it. Do you know what the number one regret of the dying is? That they spent their lives living the life that somebody else wanted them to live. In the book, The Five five Regrets of the Dying, I think it's the top five regrets of the dying, one of those, there's a story of a woman in a nursing home. And this woman is an elderly lady, not not too old, maybe 70, 75. And we're thrown into a part of the book where the woman is having a discussion with one of her nurses and she just starts crying so badly. And the nurse is saying, why are you crying? Are are you okay? And the woman says, I'm okay, I'm okay. Well, what's wrong? The nurse says, the woman turns to her and I'm, I'm just so upset. And the nurse says, well, what do you mean? She said, you don't get it. You see, I grew up with my husband. We got married. And for 50 years, I was miserable because he was forcing me to live a life that wasn't true to me. I was living my life dedicated to him, sacrificing who I was to make him happy. And I was miserable. And the nurse turns to her and says, well, why didn't you leave him? Well, she said, I didn't leave him because... I was so worried about what everybody else would say. I was so worried and concerned that I wouldn't be appreciated and and I would be neglected and everybody would hate me because back in my day, you didn't get a divorce. You just stayed with your husband because that was your obligation. And she said, oh, how I regret that decision. And she said, finally, it was crazy how this, this sounds. But she said, when my husband went into the hospital and he was dying, I, I kind of felt a sense of relief. And the nurse said, what do you mean? And she said, because I knew that as his life was coming to an end, another life was about to begin for me. That I was finally be going to be able to live my dreams at the age of 67. That I was finally going to be able to live my life. That I was finally going to be able to do what I wanted to do. And finally her husband died. And as crazy as it sounds, she felt a sense of relief. Because that gave her permission to start living on nobody else's terms but her own. The woman went to the doctor one day. And the doctor called her into the room. And as she walked through the small hallway and made a right turn, there was a door and through the door she walked and a doctor walked in behind her, shut the door. And as the woman turned around and looked the doctor in the eyes, the doctor said, ma'am, I am so sorry to tell you this. She said, what is it? You have stage four terminal cancer and you only have a couple of months to live. The woman broke down instantly and started crying. What do you mean I have a couple months to live? What do you mean? She said, I just finally started to begin living my life after I lost my husband, but now it's too late. 
She began to live her dream only when her husband began to die, only to, uh, or when her husband died, only to come to find out that it was too late. So my message to you with this story is this, don't begin to begin, to begin living life on your terms when it's too late. I understand you want to make your mom happy, your dad happy, your family happy. I get it. But what about making you happy? What about living life on your terms? Because at the end of the day, there's going to come a time when you do one of two things. Actually, there is a really good quote out there that says that hell is when you die and you meet the person you were supposed to become. I don't want to meet that person. When I go to heaven, thank you very much, I want to be shown a reflection of me, of Devin Rodriguez that's speaking to you, saying he left it all on the line. And if you're with me, I want you, if you're in your car, if you're on a run, if you're somewhere, I want you to shake your head up and down and say, I will meet the direct reflection of me. Meaning, when that time comes, you're not going to see what you could have been. You will have seen what you fulfilled. Because God blesses you when you are confident in who you are. Because God doesn't bless who you pretend to be. And the last point that I wanted to leave with you is this. If there's one thing that I've learned in life, it's that I am not everybody's cup of tea. There might, there might be someone that comes across this podcast today, hears me, and says, this dude is crazy. And you know what I would say? Number one, what is your feedback? How can I improve the show? But I'm not going to sit there and say, please like me, please like me, please like me, please like me. Why? When I was in college and I was in ROTC, I was in a position where I wanted everybody to like me. But the crazy part was that nobody liked me. I was I was the person who was screaming at everybody, run faster, why aren't you working harder? I thought I was motivating them without realizing that I was excluding them and, seclu and secluding myself. So I went to one of my instructors and I said, Captain Sellers, he said, yeah, Devin. I said, what's going on? Nobody likes me and all I'm trying to do is help him. He, he told me a couple of things. Number one, nobody cares about how much you know until they know how much you care. And then this is what he said. He said, Devin, life is like a pendulum. It's always swinging back and forth. And on one end, there's 10% of people who are going to like you and love you no matter what you do. You can be the most jacked up and messed up person, but they will still love you. The pendulum will go ahead and swing to the other side. 10% of people are going to hate you, dislike you, not going to give a crap about you no matter what you do. He said, but don't spend time focusing on those 20% of people. Focus on the 80% of people who you can influence. But it's hard because we want to be liked by everybody, especially if we're an entrepreneur or if we are in a position of leadership. We want to be liked. But for me, the, one of the biggest things that I've learned is that you cannot focus. You, you're not everybody's cup of tea. Embrace it and say, those that are meant to be in my life will be in my life. I have to focus on influencing the 80% of people who are ambivalent towards me, that are apathetic. They don't have much of a feeling. And only then 
instead of worrying about why don't they like me? Why don't they like me? And just focusing on maybe influencing a couple people and showing that I'm, I'm, I'm a good person, I have a good heart and I'm caring and I'm charismatic and I'm energetic. And then maybe I can make some really good friendships. You're not everybody's cup of tea. So there's the four steps that I'm going to share with you today. The four-step approach. I'm not going to call it a method. Four steps to living accountably or, or authentically. No. But number one, it goes back to understand you're normal. It's okay to want to fit in. The second thing is, is just because it's normal doesn't mean it's for you. Come on now. You weren't born to stand to fit in. You were born to stand out. Number three, God does not bless who you pretend to be. Only when you step into who you were called to become by embracing all your imperfections, by embracing all your flaws, by embracing the pimple that's on your head. Where I, I got a pimple that's been on my head, folks, two of them for about two weeks, and I hate them. I hate them, I hate them, but I said, like it or love it, is me. It is what it is. You see, sometimes people will judge you by your looks instead of judging you by your heart. And that's on them, not you. And lastly, accept the fact that you're not everybody's cup of tea. It's going to hurt sometimes, but you're just not everybody's cup of tea. So listen, folks, I hope that this was useful for you today. And next week, we're going to get back to a bit of shorter episodes, the 10 to 15 minute range. But I had to do these couple of ones because it, it's so relevant in today's world. And I hope you're ready because next week we're starting a series on storytelling. Oh yeah. And next week I'm going to discuss with you how your story can literally save somebody's life. I'll catch you back on the next episode with a fabulous guest that you're not going to want to miss. So make sure you hit the plus button on Apple because I know almost 75% of you listen on Apple. The next guest you will not want to miss. I can't tell you who it's going to be, but it's going to be powerful. All righty, folks, I'll catch you back on the next episode. And hey, I just want to remind you that you only have one life to live and there's no time to wait. So you better act now. I want to give you a massive shout out and say thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you took some value from what you heard today, I would ask that you consider subscribing to our show and leaving us a rating and review as that will enable us to reach out and touch even more lives. Listen, we have a new show every Tuesday and Friday, so I hope that you continue to tune in and take full advantage of the one life that you have to live.